Welcome to the Solution uh, Real Estate Podcast, where myself, Phil Sexton, and Jeff Seba come together at our glass table with the do shit you love sign behind us. And we talk about ways to put the consumer first, ways to grow real estate agents' business, yes. how we, we are actually real estate agents. We run a yes. team in the greater Phoenix area. This year, we're going to sell. The last number I heard was $263 million. As long as everything closes. As long as everything that's, closes. That's what's under pending if it all gets done, yeah. Great. This or year, if something closes earlier, we might go a little higher. So, great. Because we got a bunch lined up. Great, year. great. Just to give you guys that are listening the, I, the understanding of what we do and where our level of expertise comes in these conversations. And so today's topic, which is the only difference between you, aka a producer that may not be the top producer in their office, the only difference between you and the top producer. And even though we say the only difference, there might be more than one, Jeff. Well, I think the debate is the the, the debate. The, is pro- the-, the problem is that there's lot there's there's a lot of differences. I mean, to me, it's um, it's I think because real estate is taught at a basic level. Meaning that I think that this is a, a new concept to most that are listening in. But the reality is, is that 95% of agents approximately sell um, less than 12 transactions a year. Okay. So the belief is industry-wide, all the training, all the elite trainers out there are all talking to the people that do between one and 12 transactions. Okay. Okay. Yep. So all of the training, because because if they want to make money, you you know it's hard to just focus on the elites because the elites don't want, they don't think they need it because they're all of the training out there that they've already taken. They believe that they should be trainers now that they've done more than twelve transactions, and there's there's nothing to take people from because to me when you do twelve transactions, really, you're only proven to be great. Right. It's like you're only proven I mean, to be good. You're only proven to be good. Yeah. Right. Until you do a hundred transactions, it's proof that you become great. Got it. Right. So today we're going to talk about how we go from good to great and the things that are in between those that um, it's the difference between what was the topic today? You and top producers. Yes. The difference between you, the listeners, yes, between the agents that are not top producers in their office and the ones that that are right. And to me, it's um, I it's you only you only feel that you're as good as the great agents, right? Like feeling doesn't create checks. You know, we've been basing our podcasts off of the trainings that we've been doing inside of the EXP world, right? Mm-hmm. We just concluded with our eight-week series in there, and we're still going back and forth with a lot of people that are in the class. However, this last week was about efficiency and execution. Mm-hmm. And that's where this idea of the difference between you and a top producer is, I, I couldn't help, like, that's what I got to when we were teaching about efficiency and execution, Yes, is that the top producers are more efficient, which means they can do more. Yes. I mean, I'll give you an example. So a someone that is may take a their first listing at 600,000 and because they are unsure of all of the answers when their seller asks it, the seller can actually hear it in their voice. 
because they use words like, well, I don't know. Let me look. I got to check. Mm. Right. Like not realizing that when you're using that stuff, you are creating indecisions in your seller's mind, which then has them asking more questions because now they're doubting you because you didn't know the answer to their first question. But it's hard to see because nobody tells you that. I'm with you. Okay. I, I think that that is inefficient. That's what and I'm that just is, trying to explain. You give specifics of what I mean yes. by inefficient is spot on because as soon as there's a little bit of doubt in your seller's mind, now you have to work harder to get back in front. Yes. You have to work twice or three times or four times as hard. And then, but the problem is, is that you feel because they keep on asking questions that you should be getting paid more because you answered the question not realizing that you created additional questions, right? Like you feel fulfilled because, well, I, I did a great job. I, 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 when, when you say paid more, I think what you're actually introducing is the concept of how much we make per hour. Well, that's how you determine if you're great is an elite agent makes usually between, um, I'm going to say it starts at around $200 an hour. And goes up to, I mean, the elite agent, I'm going to say $1,000 an hour or maybe 1500 an hour, right? Like my goal this year was trying to get to only doing tasks that are valued at $1,000 an hour, right? So, yeah. So, so with that, so what's the said, difference? So yeah. what's the difference to me? Efficiency. It is how you stay ahead of your clients in order to help save you time. Right. Because you have to like getting from $200 an hour to a thousand, but actually the, here's what happens. A lot of the people I think that listen to our podcast aren't, they might not be doing 12 deals a year. They might be like, how do I get to 12 deals a year? True. Right. And so I don't want to say that you got to, that you're making $200 an hour when you're trying to get to $12, no, 12 when you're deals doing, a year. When you're doing 12 deals a year, you're making less than 20. I think the number is $26 an hour. Right. And because we have some agents on our team even where they're not efficient with their answers. And so they're more worried about their hourly rate. They, well, here's what it is, is, is they, they look at the total number that they're getting paid. Yeah. Right. Meaning that if you make a check of, cause to me, this is the crux of it, right? When, <clears throat> if you get a check for $3,500, should you be happy? And my answer is yes, because I only spend one hour to earn that check of my time. The problem is, is that they spend 40, 60 hours to get that $3,500. So it's wrong to look at not making a lot of money. Because the thing is, is we're going through commission compression. Yeah, we're going to go through commission compression and yeah. checks are going to get smaller and you have to learn to be more efficient and to execute better. Because if you if it if you can't figure out how to get that done with one hour of your time, or let's say three hours in my analogy, I have to put three hours of my time. And now I'm paying because the thing is, is you as you as you because step one, do the task, right? Step one. Do the task, yeah. right? Uh, um, I want to get a listing, right? So then I have to write out all the steps to the, get my listing, which is create a CMA, right? So, yeah. and as we learn, that can take a long time. Weeks. Weeks. From some to create a 
few pieces of paper that they're willing to drop off on somebody's that, that porch. Really has, Not a CMA. I'm sorry. A pre-listing a, package. A pre-listing package, an right. info package, right? So then the next step is you got to set up an appointment, right? Like if you're doing all that work yourself, because you have to, because at the first level is you have to learn how to do all of the tasks so that you can then manage someone doing those tasks. Like not only do you have to do the tasks, you have to learn all of the questions that come from every, all of the, that's why you're, that's why experience becomes, you become more, more efficient with more experience is because in the beginning you're trying things that don't work. You don't know what works. So you're well, trying you're all kinds of stuff. Yeah. You're throwing out answers that are wrong. And you only want, the only know, the only way you know not to say that again is, is you, you lose or you then waste yourself time because you got to go chase some rabbit instead of cutting it off at the pass. Correct. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I think so. As we were talking about it, I mean, obviously efficiency and execution. We talk to a lot of agents that know how to, like, they know where their business came from. They know they've done things that have created business, Mm -hmm. but they haven't gone back to that. Instead, they're like, let me find some other way to do business. And I, I think that consistency a lot of times helps people become top producers. Like if you, if you find something that works and you're consistent at it and you try to get more efficient every time you go through it, every month, every week, well, every day. I mean, that's Bruce Lee 10,000, you know, 10, kicks. You, yeah, you don't, it's not, don't fear the man that has 10,000 kicks. Fear the man that has done the same kick 10,000 times because you have learned all the oh. all the ins and outs of that one move. No, but you're saying consistency, but consistency means doing the same thing over and over and over again because you learn the ins and outs and now you can elevate yourself in that. All right, so then let's get back to real world examples. Okay. Our listing appointments that used to last two hours. Yes. Right? Yeah. Why were we there for two hours? Because we didn't know what to say. Because we were trying to figure out what would win the most and we were still losing at a high rate. And well, you, well yes. we were trying lots of things. Because sometimes when you don't, when you're not efficient with your knowledge, you rely on your personality. And you need to spend more time with people to yeah. let your personality For win. For me, it, it, I always hear in the background, that's personality, right? Yeah, because it's a circus show because you're just trying to, okay, where are you from? Win the relationship. Like, I'm trying to, like, you're trying to guess ahead of them, right? Like you're trying to, you're trying to show off your skill. That's a circus. Yeah. <laughs> but then once you, now how long does, when you go into a house for a listing appointment, you're much more efficient. Yeah, no, I got out of one the other day in 28 minutes. And you had met the person before? No. A stranger. A stranger. In and out. 28 yeah. minutes. Well, it's, did you like, you, were you, did you railroad them into signing and then you I ran? I took my cape is why. Yeah, I took my cape. I took it, the brand. But it took us, for, but because once you build the brand, mm-hmm. the brand wins for you. You come in with more credibility. Oh yeah. I, the thing oh. is, is I, I don't, I mean. Did you see that, the thing I shared today in the coaching, in that uh, coaching room? Oh yeah. From what Veronica Figueroa said? What? No. Oh, um, it was last year. I'm going to pull up the picture because last year when she was on stage at EXPCon, which is the one of the national course uh, conferences that EXP does, she said real estate teams allow for borrowed authority. Yes. 
Right? She, yeah, no, actually, she did, uh, Oh, remember, borrowed authority. Borrowed authority. That's another right? way of saying brand. Yes. Another you're way of using saying their brand. Yes. You're no. using, yes. Well, that's, I mean, that's why agents that come and join our team actually succeed better under the brand because of the borrowed authority. No question. Yes. But that's what I mean. It's not just you that shows up with a cape. It's sometimes when you're in a marketplace that you're the you're brand new, it's hard not to give well, people the, advice I, to go look at teams. Like what teams are there that well, do business? Well, I think the challenge is, is that the cape used to be Remax. The cape used to be the Keller broker. Williams. It used to oh. be the broker. But brokers have not dominated local marketing like teams have. Right. Right. Like George Lawton has a brand, right? That like yes. that is massive, right? It, stronger than my home group. I would say if you pulled the customer yeah. the cons consumers now know if I go to a real estate brokerage, there's five hundred or five thousand agents there. What is like who am I gonna get? It doesn't the brokerage no longer comes with a level of authority that it used to. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's fifty thousand agents. They flooded the marketplace. So now it's more specific. Interesting. Yeah. Nice. All right. What else? So the one thing, I mean, I wrote down a word for my one thing. What's you, your oh, one thing? One thing? Yeah. Why but, do I, before we get to the word of what the one thing is, that the only difference, because the title of the podcast, the only difference between you and a top producer, let's quick take a quick commercial break and we'll come right back to that. Hold on one okay. second. Are you an agent in the Phoenix metro area looking to join an elite team to help expand your business to the next level? Agents that apply our strategies grow their business by an average of 300% in their first year with the CBOC team. If you're interested in learning more about our leads, training, and marketing strategies, visit cboc.com careers today. That's S-I-B as in boy, B as in boy, A-C-H dot com slash careers. And now back to the solution. Welcome, guys, for tuning in to the real estate. All right, all right. All right to the solution right. of real about, estate. Let's podcast. see the audience. Do they? Do you think that they might want to participate? Yeah, absolutely. I so I just want to set this up because we haven't mentioned this on this podcast yet, for this episode, I mean. But we record these in a public Zoom room, and so Adam, how many people do we have in the public Zoom room now? Ten. Uh, seven right now. Seven currently. Mm -hmm. So I see Sabina. You're on video. What do you think of this conversation? Um, I'm still waiting for, to hear the secret sauce. <laughs> for the what? Say that again. The secret, the secret sauce. sauce. What, oh. what, uh, what is the... She's here for the magic postcard, Jeff. Well, here's the thing is, is what you, should we... What else? Well, yeah, here's the thing is, is, is... And I, and I do agree. Uh, it's because know. we, we make jokes and we make fun because we, 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 we said it. We, that was it. What's the difference? Like, how does she grow her business? Is that you yeah. have to get good? You, you how many to, transactions? First of all, how many transactions do you do a year? I, I was just thinking about when you were talking about. I really didn't count them, but I did about three millions this year. Okay, three million dollars. What's production. your average sales price? Uh, this year, I will say about. 350. I thought she was going to say 3 million. No, right. Yeah. So we go 10. Three, Let's three just million. go to 9. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. Yes. You're so still how learning. Many, how many hours did you work a week? Mm, it depends. I have a different other businesses as well. So, um, so congratulations. 
think. <laughs> so how many hours on real estate do you think you work a week? Mm, not, not too much to, to be honest, because I have a TC who does my, you know, transactions and also I don't prospect. I don't, that, that's why I'm here because all my leads are coming from the sphere of influence. So it's basically when they contact me or when we talk about they already want that listing or, you know, a representation on the buyer side. So um, some of them are coming from the, the signs. So I really don't, don't spend too many, too many hours working on real estate. Yeah. You, like an hour a day? No. I mean, each transaction is going to take 40 hours, right? Yeah, but she's got a TC, so maybe 20 hours. Okay. Um, yeah. 20 times 10 is 2,000 hours. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, to me, it's, it, to me it's, it's the answer for her yeah. is that she has to, um, she, the problem is, is she's looking at the business like the 95%. She's doing the, she's MVP. 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 Do you know what MVP is? I, I don't know, but you, you guys are completely right. You know, so. Um, I'm, well, MVP is you're executing the tasks. It's called minimum viable product. And <laughs> you, you are doing the minimum and what you need to do to, um, to elevate your business is you need to learn, right? You need to find a coach. You need to talk to um, dominant agents um, or listen to the podcast, but you need to learn to do the tasks. Like, cause do you understand? I mean, you run another business, you know, each task is equated on a scale of one to 10, right? Like mm-hmm. I, uh, I signed my client at closing. Um, let's just call that a, a four, right? Now, did you preview the HUD before? Did you um, show up with, with um, you know, gifts? You know, like, like did you show up, did you, did, I mean, each task can be done better than just doing the task <laughs> itself. Because when you elevate your skill level, um, obviously I picked an example, let's say an open house, you do an open house for your client. Right. Ideally, that open house, you should be one, you should be selling the house, but two, you should be able to deliver CMAs to the visitors. Right. That's a that's more like a 10. Right. If you can like every open house you sit, you can deliver three CMAs to people to visit, drop it off at their doorstep, including a a high quality CMA. Right. Like it's it's learning to do things better than I just sit in the open house. People come in and, and now I don't sell any houses. I mean, but the reason is because you didn't market that open house well on the internet. So to me, one of the things that agents that do one, you know, less than 10, 12 deals a year, they don't think of trying to put the consumer first. And, you know, like for instance, we market, I think we, we drive three to 10 times the amount of traffic to our open houses. I mean, that's the difference is it's, it's just executing every task at the highest level versus just putting, you know, I put out, to me, if you put 
open house traffic, when does it come? Most people think that the open house traffic comes on Saturday or Sunday, but actually 74% of consumers look for an open house before noon on Friday. Okay. So if you weren't marketing when the bulk of the traffic was looking, then you're not doing a great job for your client because you waited on Saturday to put signs out. Therefore, only three people showed up instead of the 15 that you could have had. But you you did the job. You did. You told your client, your client said, I want you to do an open house. You showed up. You, yeah, you okay. took a shower. I'm with, I'm with you. you. Okay. I'm with you. But let me, I'm for Sabina. She already I'm told us. I know, but she already told us that I, I don't think that we need to help her be better at open houses. I think that we need to help her understand that her, she needs to, she needs to be more specific or more intentional with her social networking because her business, she's obviously figured out how to do $3 million a year off of her friends. Right. But the thing is, if she would have, if she, how many listings did you have? Uh, trying to unmute. Uh, oh, sorry, I'm already unmuted. Uh, most of them are the listings. Um, I didn't hear that. Most of them what? Most of them are listings. Most of them are listings. Great. So how many buyers did you get off of the the marketing that you did for your seller's listings? Two. Two, okay. Good All job. Right. Good job. So to me, if you do a better job marketing, you could get 10 buyers and that would grow her business. But because she's not trying to, I mean, how did you get the buyers? Did they call on the sign or did they come to an open yeah. house? She said, well, they, they did call the sign. <laughs> and okay. was, so, and actually they ended up, you know, uh, being a buyer and a seller because they were looking to buy in specific uh, subdivision and they, they were afraid to list the house. So they commented from the sign. And that was the first time I did everything right. I was like, because the property was like a 15 minutes from my house. I was like, are you pre-qualified? Yes, I am. Can you email me a pre-qual form? I can. And I got it. I was like, okay, we have to go. And that day I signed got a live one. project. <laughs> and then I need to figure out how I can. Replicate I think that's you know, as I'm sitting here listening to you guys have a conversation, Jeff, you and Sabina, I'm you're you're convincing me that there's not one answer to the difference there's not between the top producer yeah, and, no, and the agents out there. I mean, the thing I is, I think, though, but what I heard you say, if I because I like to break things down, <clears throat> number one, track where your business comes from. Yeah. Right. Track where your business comes from and and then spend more time doing dollar produce, producing activities. Well, because if I know that my business comes... me, it's not just track. It's find out where the lead source is. Cause that's she, what I mean. She, I mean, obviously... Her friends it, called her to list their house. She lists their house, and then she gets twofers that walk in the door. Like, that means she needs more friends to call her to list their houses. Uh, well, and I was more of like, if she... How many open houses did you do this year? Not many. Mm. Why don't you do more open houses? I just hate open houses. <laughs> Okay. Do you oh. think that your seller deserves to have an open house because they choose you as a, because essentially your sellers, I mean, it's hard because we're in a low supply market. We don't have to do anything and the house is still going to sell. Hold on. But the way yeah. that you create maximum dollar for your seller is you create demand, which means that you're going to do marketing to create more interest in that house. But then you're going to win from the 
more people being interested because obviously she's a very good agent. She can take a sign call and turn it into two deals. She has the skill. She just needs to put more time into the word is leverage. The word is leverage. Oh, leverage. you got there. You got leverage. There. The only difference. Yes. Hold on. What brokerage are you with and what market do you work in? Uh, I work in Maricopa County. At what brokerage? I just switch. I'm following you guys. I just switched from Realty One to EXP. Oh, <laughs> nice. Perfect. Nice. Awesome. So at EXP, I know that there's lots of agents that want to sit open houses. Just yes. for the record, you don't have to be the one to sit the open house. Yeah, but if she wants to lead, she's the yeah. converter. The converter should sit the open house. Dude, you're talking about having her drive more traffic to help her sellers. I'm saying if you're present, if you're going to put the consumer first and that your client is the seller, yes, you should be in the open house if you want more leads. However, if you want to sell that client's house for the most yeah. amount of money, you got to create more but, demand and you got to create an open house. Well, But, but you don't have to be the one that sits there. Well, I didn't have a hard time, you know, creating, a, you know, selling these listings at the top dollars. I mean, some of them even like a stunned me, you know. Yeah, I mean, dude, there's 6,059 houses on the market. We all look like rock stars right now. Yeah. Exactly. But the reality is, is, is that you, I'm trying to help you create more business by yourself by helping your clients. The more yeah. demand that you create, the more buyers interested, the more extra buyers that are not working and are looking for a great agent like you. And she would, she could have done 20 transactions because of the idea is, of learn, le is leveraging. Leveraging is the idea is you turn a listing, you turn one listing into two. But what about the other five, six listings you had? You could have turned those into two more transactions and three more transactions. And if you did a better job for your seller marketing, the phone would have rang more. And when the phone rings more, you don't ask them for a pre-qual. You just go show them the house because great agents don't create obstacles hurdles. in between having more meetings. Yes. The only difference between you and a top producer, Jeff Seabuck, your word is? Leverage. The only difference between you and a top producer, my word is consistency. Okay. Put those two together. And now you got the difference, now you got right? The difference. Thank you guys for tuning in. Sorry, I mean, we had Sabina, to cut to this short. Helpful. I gotta go to an appraisal, but get it done. Get it done. Happy yeah. Thursday. Thank you guys. Happy Thursday. Bye. Bye.